basketball in the NBA has become more and more dependent on analytics throughout the years. The three-point revolution was based on the precipice that even if you miss more from the tree, it's more efficient as every made shot brings an extra point. Midrange nearly got eliminated from the game, with coaches and general managers encouraging players to either drive it to the basket and finish in the paint or kick it out for a tree, rather than taking the less efficient long two-pointer. We've seen the introductions of numerous stats like LeBron or Raptor that claim to decipher what makes a player really useful to their team, and a large part of the NBA community now uses analytics to form all of their opinions. Of course basketball is more than numbers. Midrange is alive and well with players like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, DeMar DeRozan and Chris Paul using it efficiently and in winning fashion, while talking heads like Charles Barkley consistently reminding us that the game is played on the court and there is a lot that can be calculated. So we should always use the eye test as a primary instance in determining the value of NBA players and teams. In that debate, I stay somewhere in the middle. While I love reading numbers and educating myself about the different aspects of analytics in the NBA, I use them to either validate or disprove, not create opinions. Numbers don't lie, but numbers can be misleading. And at the end of the day, I am a fan, I watch the game of basketball for fun and good times. So for example the Houston Rockets between 2017 and 2020, a team heavily influenced by Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey's philosophy of shooting trees or going to the basket, was not a team I enjoyed watching, while the OKC in 2016-17, the first year post-KD, when Russell Westbrook had the green light to do absolutely anything he wanted, was one that I had so much fun watching because it was chaotic but entertaining as hell. However, there is one particular stat, quite a simple one, that I really like as a predictor of team success. I'm talking about the net rating. While net rating is considered an advanced stat, it really isn't, and you will see now when I explained it. Simply put, net rating is the offensive rating minus defensive rating. And what these two mean is the following. Offensive rating is how many points a certain team scores per 100 possessions, while defensive rating is how many points a team allows per 100 possessions. It seems quite obvious that a stat like this would determine who are the better teams in the NBA. In the end of the day, if you score a lot and defend well, you will win games. However, I decided to look back at the last 25 seasons, as NBA's website only brings up net ratings up to the 1996-1997 season, and check how the best teams in terms of net rating did, and more so where did the champions and finalists rank based on that metric. The results were very telling. Out of 25 champions, 21 of them ranked in top 5 in net rating, and the lowest position for a champion was 8 on 2 occasions, the Los Angeles Lakers in 2001 with Shaq and Kobe, and the Dallas Mavericks in 2011 with Dirk Nowitzki and the rest of the gang. And while the Mavs definitely overperformed and surprised a lot of people in 2011, with the Lakers it was just a case of a champion, as they won it in 2000, not focusing on def defense in the regular season because that's the same, years, the same year when they swept the playoffs, showing that they could have easily been in top 5, if they put some effort in the 82 games. But back to the point, out of 25 champions, 21 were in the top 5 of net rating, and out of those 21, only 4 were out of the top 3, 3 coming in the last 3 seasons. The Lakers in 2020 in that weird season that finished with the bubble, the Bucks in 2021 again heavily influenced by Covid, and the Warriors this season. Another proof how telling the net rating can be is that in all 25 seasons the number one team rated made it to minimum the conference semi-finals and predominantly was eliminated in the conference finals by the future champions or became champion. And just looking through the years I could see that the most teams in the top 5 would end up at least in the semi-finals a lot of times in the conference finals too. The biggest reason for that is the format of the playoffs. The playoffs being 4 out of a 7 series 
are not prone to big surprises, as a weaker team could win a game or two by chance, luck or fortune, but could hardly overcome a better side in four games. However, I feel that since I started watching NBA basketball consistently a couple of years ago, there's been more and more chat around the regular season losing its value and how we shouldn't look at it as a relevant predictor of playoff success. And that looks totally false based on researching this topic. In fact, only two teams who didn't have a top 9 net rating made it to the finals in the last 25 seasons. One of them was the Knicks in 1999, a lockout season, and the other one was the 2018 Cavaliers, who only made it to the finals because LeBron James had one of the greatest individual playoff runs in NBA history. So my conclusion is that regular season success is a huge predictor of what we will see in the playoffs. The question left is which teams do I think will be in the top 5 in net rating in 2022-2023? It's not as simple as picking the best offense or the best defense. Top 5 teams are ones that exceed on both ends of the floor, but also teams that have the depth needed to sustain good play throughout injuries and fatigue. For example, as much as I love the Nuggets and think that they can be a championship threat, I don't see them as a top 5 net rating team because of their defense. Therefore, in no consecutive order, my top picks for the top 5 in net rating for next year are the Golden State Warriors. The champions were 4th last year and would probably have been higher had Steph Curry not missed a big chunk of the post All-Star game season. On top of that, they were the 2nd best defense but only the 16th best offense. I think that with Clay back and the young guns Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody getting more experience, they can be much better than 16th. Next is Philadelphia 76ers. As much as I don't trust Doc Rivers in the playoffs, he's proven himself as a regular season coach and now gets to coach a very deep and balanced Philly side. They got the tools to be high in offense with Harden promising a return to his MVP days. And they got the tools to be high in defense too, with PJ Tucker joining a side that was 11th in defensive, in defensive rating last year. I'd be surprised if they don't finish in top 5 in net rating this season. The Milwaukee Bucks should also be in my top 5. They were the third best offense last year, but struggled on defense because Brook Lopez, their staple under the rim, missed most of the year due to back injury. Brook is now healthy, Giannis is in his prime, so I don't see how this team won't finish up there on both sides of the floor, which will rank them in top 5 in net rating. Here's one that's somehow a safe bet, but also a risky prediction. The Los Angeles Clippers. Why a safe bet? Well, because it's a team that made it to the play-ins and is getting Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back fully healthy. In the last season they played together and Kawhi was healthy, the team finished second in net rating. If they both play more than 60 games each, I can see the team exceeding on offense and then being very stable on defense, because they have size which not many teams in the league have the answer for. And the fifth team which I expect to be in top 5 for net rating next season, and this is my hot pick, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs ranked 15 defensive rating last year, and with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, it's safe to assume that they will be somewhere in there again, possibly even better. The interesting part comes on offense, where last year Cleveland was only 20th, and they just got one of the best offensive guards in the league, in Donovan Mitchell. If Darius Garland makes the expected jump, and Mitchell can perform at least at the level he's performed for Utah in the last three seasons, to me the Cavs can comfortably rank in the top 5 for net rating. This was really interesting for me to do because it helps me start getting an idea who my predictions to win the championship could be, but also which teams I expect a lot of and would be disappointed to see them underperform. If you liked the episode, please subscribe wherever you're listening to, so you can get a notification when the next one is live, and share with a mate who watches basketball too. Thanks for listening, and until next time.